0: And now, Opal Brand Soap proudly presents another thrilling adventure of The Midnight Sleuth.
1: Personally, I think you'd be a fool to sell it for that high. This house just doesn't have the value it once did, especially after the crash.
2: Oh dear, was the house drunk? It should never have been left behind the wheel in that condition. Pity, it's hard to find good house drivers these days. Oh, dear. What is it? Well, I seem to have misplaced my tea.
1: It's right here, Ethel.
2: Uh, Oh, so it is. I thought I had lost you. Mmm, tasty.
1: As I was saying, selling the house to those real estate types is just flat-out ridiculous. You'd be better off turning over the place to someone you know and trust and have been with the family for years, watching over them.
2: Oh, you mean the gardener?
1: No, uh, I wasn't referring to the gardener.
2: The chef? I think she steals food. That fat
1: hog. No, not the chef. The painters? No.
2: The piano tutor?
1: No. The
2: little boy who rides his bike past every day? No, wait, what boy? The sister to the little boy who rides his bike past every day?
1: There's no kids in this neighborhood. The dog? No, Ethel, I wasn't referring to any of those people. I was meaning myself.
2: Oh. No.
1: What? Why not? Haven't I looked after you all these years since dear old William died mysteriously just before the crash?
2: Oh, my dear old William, how is he?
1: Uh, he's dead. Remember?
2: Oh, yes, I do. A dreadful day, that was. Sad, too. So many people crying and apologizing to me, but I never knew why. Nor would they say why we were at the cemetery in the first place. Oh, dear, I seem to have lost my tea.
1: You're holding it, Ethel.
2: Oh, why, I am. <laughs> this silly thing keeps trying to escape from me.
1: Now, Ethel, about the house Oh, of-
2: Grant, always blabbering on about this whole drafty and very expensive house. For the last time, I'm not going to sell it to some real estate cook, and I'm certainly not going to give it to you. I have plenty more years left in these old bones, and I don't intend to live them out in some cramped little downtown apartment. But... Besides, those apartments are so small, I'm afraid I'd lose things. Now, where's that tea?
1: Well, I believe I've taken enough of your time tonight, Ethel.
2: Oh, please stay. I can make some tea for the two of us.
1: Uh, We've been having... Uh, Thank you. Uh, But I must be going. Uh, Take care. I'll be by to see you again in a few days.
2: Thank you, my dear. Uh, don't forget to look both ways before you cross the street. Those streetcars like to jump out at people and eat them. Oh, vicious streetcars. What will they think of next?
3: Ooh, get out.
2: What did you say, Mr. Clock? Always ticking and talking and moaning phrases at me. Get out. That's funny. My clock doesn't talk. Where is that coming from? Get out or die. Interesting. I think the wind just threatened me. Do you know who I am, Wind? I am Mrs. Ethel Hildenberry of the Wilshire Hildenberries and I will not stand for some act of nature to just come blowing in here unannounced and threatening my life. Do I make myself clear? I said, do I make myself clear? Get out. Oh, look, it's a ghost. Uh, my dear, can you help me? I'm trying to get the wind to, 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 to get to,
4: see the sooth finds the truth. How can I help you? Oh, hello, Detective Davis. How are you? Yes, I know where the house is. She what? Yes, sir. We'll be there immediately. Thank you.
3: Enter. Ah, Linda. I'm so glad that you're here. I could use your help.
4: Midnight. What are you doing on the ceiling?
3: Do you know how people wonder whether or not they can attach themselves to the ceiling? Um, no. Well, for the sake of this argument, do you know how people wonder whether or not they can attach themselves to the ceiling with three rolls of duct tape?
4: Why would you... I was
3: trying to find new ways to further refine my stealth skills, and then it hit me. If I could somehow attach myself to the underside of things, like a moving car or a boat or a horse, I might be more ninja-like in my movement. And my pen got stuck in a ceiling tile earlier when I was playing around and... I wanted it back. So I covered my coat and tape and hurled myself up here. Took four tries before I stuck, and I'm not exactly sure if it's going to plan or not.
4: Well, get down here fast, because Detective Davis just called.
3: Extraordinary news! What did the good detective want?
4: Mrs. Hildenberry reported seeing something last night, and he wants us to help figure out what she really saw.
3: The Mrs. Hildenberry? The heir to the biggest and rarest mine of platinum geese and encrusted del Rubios?
4: No, and I'm pretty sure you just made that up.
3: Well, then who are we talking about?
4: Mrs. Hildenberry is the widow to the creator of Opulent Cleaner, which is now the clean and refreshing opal brand soap available everywhere kitchen cleaners are sold.
3: Oh! That the Mrs. Hildenberry. Yes, that makes far more sense. Well, come on, Linda. Let's go over there and see what she saw... seen... saw... saw... Let me just detach myself from the... Oh, God... Oof. I'm all right. Except for that tooth, of course, but I don't think I needed that one anymore.
4: It's a real shame that all these houses were sold off. This used to be such a nice part of town.
3: Well, you know how it is. Someone bad moves into the neighborhood and one by one everyone else leaves.
4: Mrs. Hildenbury is the only person left in this entire block.
3: Then it's quite obvious what's going on here.
4: Really? What?
3: She's the bad neighbor. Hello, Midnight. Miss Talibut. Good evening, Detective.
4: Hello, Detective Davis.
3: So, what exactly are we here to see? saw... scene... saw...
0: Come inside and I'll introduce you to Miss Hildeberry.
4: This house looks even bigger on the inside.
3: Yes, quite so. Linda? I'm concerned we might be facing some kind of extraterrestrial technology here that allows for a temporal shift in time and space, giving the illusion that the house is small on the outside, but really four times the size on the inn. I call it a Tartishing hole.
4: Or it's just an optical illusion.
0: Possibly. But that's not as intriguing as my theory. Midnight, Miss Talbot. I'd like to introduce you to Mrs. Ethel Hildenberry.
4: Good evening, Miss. Pleasure to meet you.
0: Enchante, my dear. Oh my, this one bows. Unlike the rest of you impolite little people. Uh, Mrs. Hildenberry, these are the private investigators I called in to help us. They'll be able to figure out what exactly you saw. Scene. What?
4: No, Midnight. He was right.
0: Really? Man, I really need
3: to learn grammar. So, Mrs. Clackett. Hildenberry, dear. Hildenberry. Whatever. What exactly happened here last night? Well, I was having tea with dear old
2: Grant when, in the middle of the conversation, I lost it. You lost Grant? No, my tea. Oh. But then, of course, I found it, and we continued to talk some more about the house and the real estate people looking to buy it. That's when Grant mentioned that I should sell the house to him, and I lost it. You lost your temper? No, my tea. The plastic thing
3: just vanished. It's like it had a mind of its own. I know the feeling. Vanishing tea is a very rare but dangerous occurrence. It usually predates disappearing milk and vanishing
1: cream.
4: I apologize for interrupting, but who is Grant?
1: That would be me, Grant Hendrickson. I've been the family lawyer for the Hildenberrys for the last 40 years. I was here last night trying to convince Mrs. Hildenberry to pass on the real estate broker's offer and turn the house over to me. But why would you want her to do that? Because uh, this property and its house should be given to someone who would truly utilize it for what it is and and not let it go to waste.
4: And you would do that?
1: Of course. I have uh, plans for turning it into a halfway house for children and teenagers who have lost their homes and need some much needed loving attention.
4: Oh, that's so nice of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you, my dear. (laughs) All right,
3: Linda. The batting of your eyes and coy smile have done quite enough for one day.
4: Oh, man, I I wasn't doing anything of the kind.
3: Really? Dare I need to mention? Dum-dum-dum! The Daybreak Gumshoe.
4: He just do incidental music? Why would you bring him up?
3: Oh, come on now. I know all about your relationship together.
4: Midnight, this is not the time or the place.
3: It's never the right time. But since we're in the company of people who know absolutely nothing about this previous argument, and now, having had said argument, has made things uncomfortable, I will simply be the bigger man and say no more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where's that tea of mine? Mrs. Hillenberry, if you could please continue with what happened last night.
2: Oh, uh, uh, well, I'm sure a lot of things happened last night. People sleeping, the moon rising and the setting, crickets chirping.
4: No, he means here at the house. Oh,
2: yes, that does make more sense. Uh, well, after Grant left, I decided it was time to drink that tea of mine when suddenly I found it to be absent. After I argued with the wind for being cheeky,
3: I saw the ghost. Excuse me? A Ghost. No, no, I, I meant cheeky. What the hell is that?
2: You saw a ghost? Here? Oh, plain as day, my dear. Well, except that it was night time.
3: Wait, you saw a ghost? Ah, yes. Well, I think our job is done here, so I'll be going. Good night.
4: Wait, midnight, where are you going?
3: Oh, just out. Somewhere. That's not haunted.
4: Wait a minute. Are you scared of ghosts?
3: No, of course not. Well, yes, but but only the ones that are see-through.
4: I think that's pretty much all of them. Ah,
3: Then apparently I am afraid of all ghosts. Goodbye.
4: Midnight, wait. Mrs. Hildenberry, I don't think you have anything to worry about. What Midnight here is trying to say is that your house is not haunted by ghosts, and I'm sure there's a rational explanation about this.
3: I didn't say that.
4: Will you please figure out what's going on, my dear? Of course we will. Won't we, Midnight?
3: Ow! I mean, yes. We will find your... scary, evil, fang
0: ghosts. Can I go home now? Excellent. You two search around and let me know if you find anything.
4: We will, detective.
0: Mrs. Hildeberry, we just have a few more questions for you down at the station, so if you could come with me, we'll take care of everything.
4: Oh, of course. Yes.
0: Mr. Henriksen, you're free to go.
1: Thank you. Personally, I think you two are wasting your time. Why so? I've been with Ethel for quite a few years, but recently she's going more and more downhill. Uh, She won't... Do anything she's asked to do anymore, yeah either. Old bats stubborn as can be. Bats? There are bats now?
4: No, midnight.
1: Oh, I mean ah!
4: Bats! Thank you, Mr. Henriksen, for your advice. We'll take that into consideration.
3: Anytime. By the way, I think he did it.
4: What? On what ground?
3: He's shifty. Besides, he's a lawyer. And lawyers are... Pale,
4: white, and completely see-through with their tactics like a ghost?
3: Um, well, I was just going to say mean, but your answer works as well.
4: Midnight, you can't accuse someone without any evidence.
3: Sure I can. I've read the script. What? Never mind. Well, let's get back to the office and find that bat.
4: We need to look around.
3: Ah, you're right, Linda. The sooner we can prove that this ghost isn't real, the quicker I can shake the fear of peeing my pants at any moment. Let's take a look over there.
4: So this is where Mrs. Hildemary saw the supposed ghost. Ah, interesting.
3: Apparently this room wasn't told that it's warm outside. It's positively freezing in here.
4: It sure is. Leave me.
3: I'm sorry, Linda. I didn't realize I was encroaching on your territory.
4: I didn't say anything.
3: Get out. Okay. Either you're an amazing ventriloquist, Linda, or we're not alone in this room.
4: Um, Midnight, look behind you.
3: Please don't be a ghost, please don't be a ghost, please don't be a ghost.
4: Ooh.
3: It's a ghost. Linda, look
0: out!
4: Midnight, it's coming right for us! Overly dramatic and uncertain exclamation!
0: The Midnight Sluice Thrilling Adventure will continue after this short message from Opal Brand Soap. Ladies, we here at Opal Soap understand the hardship and struggles your hands go through on a daily basis. Whether you're doing the dishes or cleaning that stain out of Little Jimmy's school clothes, your hands deserve the best soap possible. That is why Opal Brand Soap is the soap that most wives and doctors recommend. Opal Brand Soap not only cleans the dishes, but cleans your mind with its intoxicating and pleasuring aroma. Before you know it, you will be relaxed and forgetting about your full day worth of chores. (laughs) But obviously not too forgetful. So tell your husband that you want Opal brand soap in your house today. And now, the thrilling conclusion of The Midnight Sleuth.
4: Get them away! Get them away! I don't want to die! Mommy! Ah! Midnight, you can stop. The ghost is gone now.
3: It is? I mean, of course it is. My plan has worked.
4: What plan?
3: Pretending to be totally and utterly scared of it in hopes that of it feeding off of my fear and becoming so full that it would leave before fully devouring us.
4: Some plan.
3: It worked, didn't it?
4: I suppose so. But didn't that ghost seem unusual? What do you mean? Well, did it feel fake?
3: I don't know how it felt. I didn't ask about its feelings. Which I realize now was very insensitive of me.
4: No, Midnight, the ghost wasn't a real ghost. I think someone's trying to scare Mrs. Hildenberry out of her house. Ah,
3: that would explain why the ghost was wearing boots.
4: Exactly. Wait, he was wearing boots?
3: Yes, of course. He also managed to leave a fairly clear path into the house from what looks like the patio door over there.
4: Midnight, that's great! Come on, we need to follow the footprints and see where they go. That's strange. The footprints lead to here and appear to stop.
3: Almost like their owner simply vanished.
4: I highly doubt they just vanished. There has to be a more logical explanation for all of this.
3: Indeed. Well, there's someone at the house next door. Let's go and see if they saw anything. Excuse me, dear boy. May we ask you a question? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, who, who are you? I am, dum-dum-dum, the Midnight Sleuth. There it is
4: again!
3: And this is the lady person.
4: Linda Talbot. The,
0: the Midnight Sleuth? That's what my business cards say. Oh my, I didn't know I was talking to a celebrity. Please, I do this just for- I really liked your column in the newspaper last month, Miss Talbot. The differences between right and wrong, the truth be told-
4: Oh, that thing? It was just a little something I put together.
0: Really? Just going to flirt
3: with everyone tonight, are we?
4: I'm not flirting.
3: And since when do you write in the paper?
4: What do you think I do during the daytime? My laundry? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wonder who's
0: been doing it, then?
4: As we were saying, we're investigating a disturbance from next door and would like to know if you saw anything, Mr... Uh,
0: Flackvisor, uh, Fletcher T. Flakviser. And no, I didn't see nothing last night.
4: Are you sure?
0: Yes, ma'am. So, you didn't see anything strange going on? Perhaps
3: a ghost? huh? Ah, a ghost? No, no, nothing like that. Well, then I'm all out. Linda, any more questions?
4: What are you doing in this house, Fletcher? I thought all the owners moved out of these months ago.
0: Oh, I was just uh, taking care of a few things that got left behind is all. Ah, interesting. That appears to be quite a few blocks of ice you have there. Oh, yes... I needed to cool myself down. It's so hot outside.
3: Say no more, I understand. I know when I'm hot, the first thing I do is lose my shoes and put my feet up on a block of ice. That way my toesies can be free to wiggle about on their own. Yeah, that's it. Well, Linda, we've wasted enough of Mr. Shrapnel Hat's time.
0: Flak visor. Whatever. Good night, sir. Good night. Night.
3: We must be missing something, Linda. Something just doesn't add up. This house is too creepy and big. It must be hiding something.
4: If the ghost wasn't real, then who could be behind it? Who'd want to scare Mrs. Hildenberry out of the house and why?
3: I don't know. It's strange. Linda! Question. How many bedrooms does this house have?
4: I'm not sure. I think four.
3: Then why is there only enough bed linens for three?
4: There's a missing set of sheets. That would explain the ghost.
3: Hmm. Or possibly could be, but not officially proven, faux ghost has access to this house.
4: But who would steal a bed sheet and use it to pretend to be a ghost?
3: A very mean older brother trying to scare his younger brother into not taking his jacks, that's who. What? Nothing. Well, I'm stuck. I don't know anyone who could be behind this.
4: I can help you. Who are you?
1: Let's just say I have some vital information that you might find helpful.
3: Ah, so an informant then. I shall call you the informant.
4: Oh, I like that.
3: I did choose my name all by myself, you know.
4: No, you didn't. That was me.
3: So, informant, you said you could
1: help us?
4: Yes, I can only tell you this. The relationship to those behind this is
1: closer than you think. Contact downtown and have them run the family history to those that have an arm for justice. And look on the floor in the parlor. You will find something that might fetch you in the right direction. I've said too much.
3: Look at this. It was on the floor behind this chair.
4: I don't believe it. It was him?
3: I must call downtown immediately. (laughs) Come in, police station people. This is. Dum, dum, dum! The Midnight Sleuth Calling.
2: Seriously, what the bloody hell is that?
4: Wait, since when do you have a shortwave radio to the police?
3: Convenience, no. This is the Midnight Sleuth Come In. I need important information regarding all living family members of the real estate owner, James T. Walker.
2: I am all alone in this house again. I am so glad that all of those police officers are gone and that I can now enjoy my tea in peace once again. Get out.
3: Ah, a ghost. Whatever shall I do? That's
0: quite enough right there, Mrs. Sploggett. I will take it from here. Huh? Uh Uh-oh. Not so fast there, my spectral friend. There are police officers surrounding this house.
4: Wait, what's going on? I thought you people all had left. No, Mrs. Hildenberry. Remember, this was all a sting. To get the person who was trying to scare you. The ghost.
2: Oh my, there's ghosts here?
4: But dreadful things,
2: really. Always floating around, acting like they own the place but they're moaning and wind-whispering.
1: What is going on? I demand to be told at once why I was forced out of my bed at such a late hour.
3: Ah, uh, Mr. Hendrickson. I'm so glad you're here. I didn't want you to miss the unveiling of the persons behind Mrs. Crockett's ghost. Persons? There are more than one?
4: Yes. Our ghost here is only half of the party. Oh, I love parties!
3: Anyway, after realizing that Mrs. Blockett's is the only person left in the neighborhood who hasn't sold her house, we started thinking, which was very difficult for us. The person behind this little scare must be someone who really wants her gone.
4: Someone who would benefit from her wanting to give up her house in any way possible. Ooh, it's a detective mystery. I love
2: mystery
3: programs. While investigating the house, we had a little encounter with the ghost ourselves. Upon which, as we bravely faced it down with absolutely no girlish screaming or pants wetting of any kind, we were able to notice the ghost was wearing boots.
4: And not just any boots, the same type construction workers would wear. And while following the tracks, we were able to come across something out of place.
3: And that out-of-place ghost would be... Fletcher T. Flackweiser. Or should I say, Fletcher T. Walker.
4: (gasps) I would gasp, but I have no idea who this is. Fletcher is the nephew of Walker real estate owner James T. Walker, the very same real estate broker who has been buying all of the houses in this area. Fletcher is a construction worker for the company, hence the Boots.
0: Oh man, my uncle's gonna be so mad at me. How did you know it was me? A few things gave it away. One,
3: your Boots. I noticed when we were talking to you next door that they were the same boots I spot on the ghost earlier in the evening.
4: Second, we saw you coming out of the neighboring house, and according to reports, no one has lived there for months.
3: And D, you said you had not seen nothing. Which, as my female person over there pointed out to me, actually means that you had seen everything. It's a double negative. Believe me, grammar can be your friend. But don't feel bad, I just learned about it a few hours ago myself.
0: So Fletcher decided he tried to scare Mrs. Hildenberry out of her house for his uncle because she wouldn't sell it?
4: Not quite. His uncle James T. Walker swore he had nothing to do with it, and he has a solid alibi for the time of the ghost sighting. He was planning on returning with a bigger offer next week that included a house for Mrs. Hildenberry to live in across town.
2: I'm sorry, did someone say my name?
3: I dozed off after we mentioned the ghost.
0: So he did this on his own? No.
3: His uncle did tell him to scare her, but he's got two uncles. His other uncle is none other than our very own Grant Hendrickson.
1: What? That's preposterous.
3: Do you deny me reading ahead in the script and finding out that you're his uncle?
1: No. Fine. I'm his uncle. You stupid boy. I knew I couldn't trust you.
4: I'm sorry, Uncle Grant. Grant's wife is Mildred Hendrickson, maiden name Walker, and sister to James T. However, they've had a falling out with the family in the last few years. He told Fletcher to scare Mrs. Hildenberry out of the house, so she turned it over to Grant and he could then collect the payout from his brother-in-law.
1: And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling detectives. How did you figure this all
3: out? We found a business card in the parlor that had Fletcher's real name on it. He must have dropped it on one of his ghost appearances.
4: Scribbled on the back was a note saying 8 p.m. and the address. It was written in Grant's handwriting.
3: I don't understand why people continue to drop things with their names on it for me to find. It's really careless of them.
0: Men, take Mr. Walker and Mr. Henriksen downtown for booking.
1: Ethel! Don't let them take me. I've always been good to you, Ethel, haven't I? I've treated you right. I'm being framed. This is all a big mistake.
0: I
2: never liked him. I think he tried stealing my good silver a few years back. But it's all good and safe right here in this drawer. Um, Mrs. Hildenberry, that drawer is empty. Huh, he did a better job than I thought.
3: Detective Davis, I'd like to report a robbery. Ooh. I'll take this one as well. I think I know who did it. I'll just need to talk to the butler. Yet another job for...
0: Dun-dun-dun! The Midnight Sleuth.
2: All right, seriously. It's the same thing. Do you not hear that?
0: And that was another exciting episode of The Midnight Sleuth, brought to you by Opal Brand Soap. Tonight's episode, The Ghost in Mrs. Hildeberry's Place of Residence, was written and edited by Jeff Bell. Tonight's players, Dan Casey as the Midnight Sleuth, Kim Casey as Linda Talbot, Jeff Bell as Detective Davis and Fletcher T. Flackweiser. Joe Fulton as Grant Hendrickson. special guest star Sandra Bean as Mrs. Hildeberry, and Karen Severson as the informant. Join us next time for another episode of The Midnight Sleuth. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.gostat.net.